If you're feeling bogged down in the shoulds in your business, you should do this or you should do that, then you are going to absolutely love this episode today. I'm talking to Viv Guy, who built multiple businesses over the years and did them in ways that she shouldn't have, (laughs) or at least that's what she says. Our interview today talks all about ways that you can buck the system and start doing things your own way so that you can see your type of success and your specific results without worrying about what everybody else says you need to do. You're going to absolutely love it. So let's get to it. If you're seeking a way to escape the cycle of under earning and overworking, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I share what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro. From attracting quality clients, to earning more profit, to escaping burnout, and creating amazing work you love, we're going to cover it all. Join me as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I am so excited to have Viv Guy here with me today. Welcome to the podcast, Viv. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really, really excited to be be on the show. Wonderful. Now, when you responded back with your topic for the show, I was so excited because I love, I love it when people take the should haves and you shoulds and supposed to and turn them on the head. And you are all about that in what you do and what you teach. So let's dive into it. Now, the topic we're talking about today is doing it your way. Stop doing what you're supposed to for the sake of your freedom, fun, and finances. And that's just so juicy. I can't wait to talk more about that. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about how you got to that kind of, um, you know, assumption about what we should be doing in business here. Wow. Um, I'll try and give you the short version. Um, So I started my first business when I was just 22. Um, You know, (laughs) kind of the whole, ah, sure, I'm just going to set up my own business, kind of absolutely clueless, having done a creative drama uh, degree. (laughs) And um, I decided that I wanted to set up an alternative um, education company for teenagers who were struggling with mainstream education. So kind of just went in, threw myself in, totally unawares of what, you know, (laughs) what, what being an entrepreneur, what running a business, was was all about but I was like you know it's the energy isn't it of being like 22 and no responsibilities um so set that up and and grew a, a seven-figure business over those next 12 years in, in business um in fact less than 12 years um but yeah so so did that but really found that I got really sort of stuck in the whole bureaucracy that came with kind of alternative education and you know and I grew this company and got it to this point of kind of great income, you know, real stability. And I was like, and now I'm bored. This is not what I want to be doing. Um, You know, a lot of red tape. Um, And it was, again, it's that red tape and that oppression of kind of, you know, bureaucracy and things that came with it. I was like, this sucks. And it's so draining. So then I decided I was going to start a family and I would do something totally different. I was like, I need to step away from that. I'm going to do something creative again. 
And then I decided to become a photographer. So I set up my own photography business while I had a newborn baby. <laughs> and <laughs> as you do. And then I had another baby really, really quickly after that. Um, so I had two new babies and was running a, a photography business and grew a very successful personal brand photography business. Um, but only after two years of really, really struggling because there was, you know, I'd not run an online business. My first business was not an online business. So I came into the online world and I, everything was like, you should do this. You must do that. If you're not doing this, if you're not on your mobile phone, responding to private messages all the time, you know, you're doing the wrong things. And I felt so pressured and I had this new family, you know, and I was like, I'm supposed to be here for these kids, but now I feel like I'm supposed to be working 60 hours a week and hustling all the time. Cause everyone says you've got to hustle, you know, and I had, you know, it, you know, in my twenties building my first business, I worked 60, 80 hour weeks because I could, I didn't have the responsibility, but when it got to kind of having a business and having a family and kind of realizing there's more to life than, than just working all the time and working 80 hours a week, I, I really struggled with all of that noise. It felt like noise and it was so oppressive. So I kind of tried to run with that for a while, but I just found myself really stuck, really kind of hating my business. Uh, you know, I loved photography, but I just hate, I hated it. I hated marketing. I just, there was so much because I, and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing because there were so many things, you know, you know what it's like, if you try and do everything, mm -hmm. you, you know, you end up doing nothing. Um, and it's only when I stepped back and, you know, I, I stepped back and I realized that this is this is not healthy this doesn't feel good and I'm actually not being a very present mother I'm with my kids but I'm distracted with my phone or I'm distracted you know mentally with with kind of work and worry and anxiety and oh it was such a horrible situation so I started working with a coach um I, I work with coaches pretty much all the time as an entrepreneur but I, I worked with a coach very different coach to you know not business oriented so but very much around boundaries and balance and it was absolutely mm. transformational you know and she said what you know why do you have to do these things and I was like yeah why and it was at that moment I was like yeah I just need to I need to stop I need to draw a line and say no more I'm going to do things my way and it was that moment you know that really changed things for me um so that's why I'm so passionate. And what I see in the work I do, I work with so many, you might call them corporate escapees, high achievers, you know, who did 68 hour weeks, decided to, that they want to set up their own business, you know, because they wanted more balance, they wanted more freedom. And yet they come into entrepreneurship and they're working 68 hour, you know, 60, 80 hour weeks. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of going, oh my gosh, I feel like I should be doing this. I should be on every social media platform. I should, 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 you know, and I must. And I kind of, and, and they kind of go, I've got no freedom and this sucks. So my whole thing was, you know, for me as a mom, I learned to build, build a very successful business working just 20 hours a week, you know, which, which is a, you know, a challenge at times, um, but it is totally doable. So I now coach people how to build successful, profitable businesses working a lot less hours than they are um, and really eliminating all those uh, assumptions and feelings about what they should, must, and have to do, and actually getting to, them to really build an aligned business that's really like leaning into what their their intuition and what that that gut feeling is telling them. Because so often we're going through life and listening to all this noise and and not actually tuning in into what feels good, you know. Um, and and I think it's mm. Danielle Laporte who who wrote Goals with Soul, um, and she talks about this so much, which is you know 
ask yourself not what do I want to achieve but what how do I want to feel I think is is her, her quote I'm paraphrasing a bit there um and it's so true you know how do you want to feel is is such an important thing that we we don't actually factor in when we're doing our businesses you know and I'm sure you come across it when this you know with with, with so many of your clients that you find people saying I'm just going to do it for two years, three years, or until, until I've reached 10K months or, you know, mm-hmm. multi six figures and I'll just keep hustling. And, you know, it's like, but this is your life now, you know, and do you want to miss out on the really important things in your life right now? Um, you know, when actually you could do, you can build a successful business and you can have balance and a life without actually, you know, uh, uh, compromising you know so you can have those things you just need to find the right way of doing it so does that answer that question that's a very long-winded oh, yes. answer <laughs> awesome. well you know what that is so amazing I love how you said that literally someone just sat you down and said like is this really the way that it has to be and mm. I think we all kind of need that moment where someone needs to just kind of stop us in our tracks and just say no, you're kind of assuming something. And mm-hmm. I think assuming should be grouped right in with supposed to and should. And having that moment where you can just take a step back. And so is this really what I want? Is this really what I think I should be doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? And I think having that little gonna come to the light kind of moment is really important for all of us to have in our businesses, especially when you're working from home, especially when you're trying to do it with little kids under feet. And you know what? I had the same thing in my business as well. When I started the business at the same time that I had my oldest son (laughs) and I had to go through that exact same journey. I'm just sitting here nodding my head and going, (laughs) yep, yep. And so you know, it's so funny that we all have these similar experiences. And I love all the guests on our show who have those same parallel journeys. So what do you say would be the first thing that someone needs to do? You know, they've had that kind of come see the light bulb, it goes on in their head. Now they're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? Um, it's really about finding what's in alignment to you. So again, so often people are working crazy hours. So I find this so often with with people that I take on as clients, they come to me and they're like, because I'm doing all of these things because I feel like I should, and I don't even like them. And they're not working and I'm not consistent with them because I don't really like doing them. But, you know, so for some people, it's social media, you know, for other people, you know, it could be writing, whatever those things are. Um, So it's actually saying what feels good, what, what, what's good to you because actually it's the th- the things that you you like to do you know what's in your zone of genius your desire zone you know what are those things that really sit up there because they're the things you're going to be consistent at and they when you're consistent you know as a high performance coach we're all about you know finding what feels good because that's when you're going to get into into your you know your your flow and into that high performance kind of peak performance zone because you're fully aligned to what you're doing so you know you've got the the energy is behind you and this is what the problem is so often people their energy is totally misaligned they're trying to do activities and tasks but you know they they, 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 they hate them. They're kind of chaining themselves to a desk or often not procrastinating massively and like creatively avoiding them. It's usually the case. Um, so, so, you know, they're, they're absolutely, uh, they, they've lost momentum. They stagnated within their businesses um, and, and they're stuck. They feel really stuck. So it's very much about finding what's in alignment to you and you know often for people you know starting out in the business early on in their journey that's very much around 
the marketing strategies, but sometimes mm. it can be further back. Sometimes it can be actually, you know, I was working with one of my clients yesterday and she came in saying, you know, I'm, I want to do this business. I want to be a coach doing X kind of business. And I was like, great. And then she was like, oh, and we had a session she said, I've got a real mindset block. So we did a mindset session. And what came out was she really doesn't want to do that. She felt she should that should be the next step for her, you know, because that's what you do when you've reached a certain point. You do your own business. Do you take that skill set? And actually, she was like, no, because it takes me away from my passion of actually working with children, you know, because her, her thing. And when she talked about, you know, it was a really emotional thing. And this, again, was kind of looking at our cultures and our society and those influences that are so powerful and strong because we feel we're being judged by, by our, you know, our peers, our friends, our families, if we don't pursue certain paths, you know, and as entrepreneurs, we've all had it where, you know, family are like, when are you going to get a proper job, you know, <laughs> in those early days before you start making a success of it. Um, and so because of those pressures, you know, we feel sometimes that we need to pursue a certain path. But when we sit back and actually listen to, you know, what is that inner voice telling us? What is, you know, what is my, what is that conversation that's going on in, in my head? What is my gut telling me? You know, I'm always one for like, follow your gut. Um, you know, often, you know, when we tap into that and we listen to our, our intuition and our instinct, it is, it isn't always what, what we've set out to do. So sometimes mm -hmm. it is about actually, let's just step back and really get that clarity over is this what's important to us? And is this the right path to be going on before we actually, you know, invest time and money, which so many people do. And then they go, actually, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I actually just want to get a job or, you know, I, I want to do something entirely different. So, um, so very much find what's in alignment to you. And by doing that, it's going to increase your productivity. Um, it's going to increase your revenue and it's going to give you so much more freedom because you, by, by getting into that flow, by having the energy aligned, you will work less hours because you will be more productive in the time that you have. Um, and then you've got the freedom to actually find other things beyond business. And yes, we love our businesses. We're entrepreneurs. Of course we do. But it's so important to have, you know, uh, time. And I think it's Michael Hyatt in, in Free to Focus. He talks about the six R's um, of rejuvenation and, you know, and rest is important and recreation is important and relationships are important. You know, he talks about those. We love alliteration, don't we? So the six R's. <laughs> um, and it's so, so true, you know, and it's the way to keep ourselves at peak performance is by, you know, allowing ourselves that freedom to do the things that are important outside of work to actually influence and impact on our performance at work. Oh, I cannot love that more. And you know what? And it's funny because once you do find something that's more in alignment with what you want to do and your passions and what comes easy for you, then it's not so much a struggle. Yeah. You know, you don't need as much hustle. You don't need as much grit. You don't need as much, you know, just gumption in order to get everything going because you're not fighting against your natural natures. You're not fighting against your natural gifts. So I can't, I can't even love that anymore. <laughs> We're going to get right back to the conversation because it is so good. But I want to tell you about a free quiz at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz that's going to help you discover the unique hidden key to higher profit and awe-inspiring growth in your creative business. Now, there are so many keys to growth in a business, but they don't all fit the lock of your business right now. 
That's why I developed the Profit Finder Quiz, and it's going to show you exactly what you need to be focusing on to reach the next level. Now, making a decent living from the work you love doesn't have to be hard. And when you answer these profit-finding questions for yourself, you're going to make it so much easier. Go take the Profit Finder quiz today. You can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz and get your unique key plus in-depth strategies designed to help you see growth fast. Now, again, that's at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz. All right, let's get back to the episode. And it all kind of comes down to realizing that natural part of you, like being a little bit more aware of who you are and, you know, like you said, your zone of genius and your gifts and your passions and taking that time to find those out, Mm -hmm. which kind of takes me to your second point, which was being unashamedly you. Absolutely. Um, And again, I see this and as I, as I said, I, you know, I was a personal brand photographer and I saw this so often with clients who struggled so much with, um, with, with how to show up, you know, and I'm like, you know, be you. But again, I work with so many people, you know, from, from corporate, ex-corporate and, and again, it's society, it's culture, you know, we conform and we conform. If you think about, you know, children at, at, at school, we start conforming from such a young age because we mm. want to fit in, you know, and this goes back to, you know, um, you know, our cavemen days when we we had to fit into, you know, a community or we were going to be eaten alive by saber-toothed tigers, you know, if we were out on our own. So we, we conform to fit into those, those communities. And we do that now and we do it from a young age. And, you, you know, you've seen it where all the kids at school want like the same trainers, the tra- same kind of footwear, mm. the same bags and, you know, all, all of those kind of the same mobile phones it is now, isn't it? And, and what whatnot. So, you know, we see that from such a young age and then we go into our corporate careers and we conform you know, and we fit a certain persona and we speak in a certain way because that's the way we have to behave. Um, we dress in a certain way. We often start driving cars because they're the cars we're expected to kind of drive to fit that that role and and and, and that st- like that status and position. And so that when we then become entrepreneurs, we've kind of cut cut those ties, but they're still there, like in, in an invisible way, because how often do you find entrepreneurs coming in and starting a business and that corporate speak in emails and that corporate speak that comes out, you know, yeah. and people like, and you, you know, say, so they, they struggle to find their voice. They struggle to find their, 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 their own brand values, you know, and I did a lot of research on this actually just at the start of, of a, a COVID lockdown in, in the UK last year in, in March, 2020. And it was so interesting because they were all uh, corporate escapees and they said the hardest thing was finding their their brand voice and their brand identity um, Mm -hmm. because they felt that, you know, of of these corporate uh, uh, constraints and this corporate sort of conditioning, as you might put it. Um, So, yeah, so the the key is, you know, to be unashamedly you. And so many people are afraid to be themselves because they think, well, I'm going to alienate potential clients because you know when you start as an entrepreneur you think everyone's my potential client well actually Mm -hmm. we want to alienate those because actually they're never going to buy from you or if they did buy from you and then they find that you're an entirely different person they're not going to resonate and gel with you and they're probably not going to you know leave you great reviews or have a great experience with you you know and you're not going to have a great experience with them so you know you're not going to be energized you're not going to be lit up by what you're doing 
So really be unashamedly you. And, you know, and, you know, if you want to drop F-bombs, drop F-bombs, you know, whatever that is for you. You know, if you want to do crazy dancing on Instagram reels because it really lights you up and you find that fun, do that. Find what works for you, though. Um, And I think it's, again, so often we're afraid to do that. Um, But this is where the power is in, in our marketing, in our messaging, you know, in our client attraction is when people actually feel, you know, that they're getting an you know, an authentic buzzword, you know, it's one of those words. However, it is true, you know, people want to believe that what they're seeing is, is and who they're seeing is what they're getting. So, you know, it's really important to, to do, to find that. And it can be hard, you know, and it is a process, um, but it is important to, to show up, you know, as you truly are. And it's almost a really great time to reinvent yourself, you know, because you think about when you kind of went into your corporate career at like 22, whatever it was after university. Um, and then, you know, say you're in your thirties, forties, and you start your own, uh, you know, your own business, you kind of think I've lived as this person. And for me, cause I had this when I left my, you know, uh, and stepped away from my first business, had kids and that whole, I mean, anyone that's a mom out there or even a dad, you know, you know what happens, that change in your identity, you know, when you step away from like, you know, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a position of authority, suddenly you're kind of in, in, in like uh, sleepless nights and like baby puke and all of that kind of laundry up to your eyeballs. Um, and you're kind of like, who am I now? And it's a weird thing to say because you're like, well, I'm me, but who is me or who are you? Um, And so actually it's a case of going, what are the bits I actually like about myself or used to like about myself that have maybe kind of become, you know, pushed to the bottom of the pile and don't get time to shine anymore because I've been in this whole like hustle, hustle, hustle for so long. Um, So it's really about being able to kind of, you know, sit back and go, I really like that bit about myself. And, you know, I really like that. So I'm going to do more of that. And actually, I don't really like this bit of myself. So maybe I'll just try and do less of that. And it's almost just about saying, you know, I'm going to just start thinking, you know, if I want to come out and be, I don't know, more high energy, you know, or more fun, or, you know, start just trying to do that, start changing the game, that internal sort of dialogue that's going on, you know, inside you. And it, it does, it does work and it really does help. And you will eventually kind of find that you're the person that you want to be in, in there. Oh, I love that. And you know, and it's kind of funny because a lot of the times we struggle with this because it is a very inward kind of mm. game thing, trying to find out who you are and, and what you like. And what worked really well for me when I did, and I went through the exact same process coming out of corporate, everything was very bland. It was not me. And, but someone said to me, well, people buy from people. Mm. And that really rung true to me. So they said, well, find out who you are as a person, like find out what excites you. What do you like doing? Even if it's not like I'm a fun person or I'm a loud person or I'm an extrovert or an introvert, you know, what do you like watching on TV? What do you, what do you like doing in your spare time? These are all parts of your personality and parts of what can make you set yourself aside from all of the other people out there. So for me, you know, I love Star Wars. I'm a crafty, crafty person. I'm constantly got a million projects on the go. And these are the things that excite me. So I bring those into, you know, my personal brand, what I talk about. And a lot of people connect on that little level. Like I've had responses to my emails where, you know, I'm talking about some sort of value or some sort of technique or strategy or something but what will stand out to them is my star wars reference 
or like my Beastie Boys reference or something like that. And this is just music that I like, things that I like, things that just make me more human. So I love that whole idea of just being you and knowing that it is a process. I think that is really helpful as well. You're not going to just, you know, open a door one day and be like, okay, I'm me now. Yeah, it takes time. And, you know, sometimes people feel so lost, they don't even know, they they can't find those elements in themselves, you know, of, of how, you know, what interests me because I've kind of been in this whole, you know, corporate work and then kids and I've had no hobbies, I've had no interests, you know, and people are like, I don't know who, I, I just don't know where to start. And I always say, aside from not asking your mom or your dad, go and ask <laughs> your friends, go and ask, you know, people um, who know you on a different level outside of work. What, what are the kind of key three things, the ways they describe you? What do they think, you know, your interests and hobbies are, you know, and actually sometimes it's the outside perspective, hence why, you know, we as coaches sometimes, you know, do our jobs because people often say, I never saw it from that perspective you know Mm -hmm. and and that's what sometimes we get from from other people you know the way I describe myself might be you know my friends might describe me very differently but it can be so insightful to see how other people see us um so you know if you're really stuck with that starting point because I remember kind of going I just don't even know how to start this process you know Mm -hmm. discovering myself um go and ask people you know get get some friends around get some wine open you know chat and chat it through see what comes Make it out a game you know Make three it. things about me three things about you, um, you know? yeah don't think you've got to be sat at a desk with a pen and paper or you know your ipad or anything and kind of you know it, it's a one hour activity this is something that takes time but actually you will start to once you start it's like a snowball effect you it just it will come so quickly then um mm-hmm. but allow it to happen and i think this thing we rush things so much uh, you know, and, and my clients, I, I deem, you know, because they, they are like me, impatient action takers, you know, they want it all, they want it yesterday. And, you know, I, it's kind of like, I want an answer and I want a solution. I want to fix this right now. But sometimes we have to give ourselves the time, and, you know, and in business, we have to give ourselves time to explore, experiment, to play, to learn, to, you know, to try things, to, to fail, but, you know, there is no real failure. Obviously, it's just learning. Uh, but it is about kind of understanding that, on this journey, you've got to allow yourself time just to explore things. And that includes who you are. Mm, I love that. So once you've kind of gone through that process of finding yourself, you've got kind of your unique aspects, you're starting to come out of your shell, so to speak, and you're, you're showing more of yourself to the people you want to work with in your work. What can you do then to kind of make sure that you're maintaining that moving forward? Maintaining the, the, um, being unashamedly you, you mean, or. Oh, just, you know, kind of breaking free of the shoulds and the supposed to, and then just kind of moving towards your goals, towards that freedom, that fun and that finances. So I, um, I absolutely, you know, believe in encompassing what I call the three C's. Um, and this is clarity, consistency, and connection, which is a, a really big, big part of uh, what I believe is, you know, as humans, we desire and we're losing so much of with, you know, with, with technology and social media, um, you know, re- real connection, real conversations with people. Um so the three C's are clarity is really, again, about being clear on what you want. And this changes, you know, we're, we're humans, we evolve, life throws things at us. And, and so our, our, our direction and, you know, the path we're on can change and that's okay. And again, some people are like, you know, my focus is reaching, you know, multi six figures or seven figures or 
you know, having this dream home. But actually, you know, things can change that. And it's okay to kind of go, you've not failed. You have just gone down a different path that's right for you now. So being really Mm -hmm. clear and being really clear then about, you know, what you want your life to look like, how you want it to feel, you know. So I always say design it backwards. So people say, you know, I'll create like, uh, I'll work, you know, 20 hours a week or 30 hours a week or whatever in X number of years. But actually, once we've started working 60 hours a week, as we all know that have come from like, you know, those careers where we did those hours, it's a habit that has to be broken and habits are hard to break. So I say, you know, when you start your own business, design it backwards from day one. So create the business for the CEO and and the entrepreneur that you, you know, you desire to become. So if it's, I want to be a six or seven figure entrepreneur, you know, what would that life look like if you had that financial freedom, you know, where you could hire a team? So, you know, let's start creating that now. And it, it is possible. You know, so, so very much that clarity around, you know, where are you going? What do you want to do? But understanding and checking in regularly, you know, does this still feel right? Because sometimes we can go down, you know, and again, when we're experimenting in our businesses, when we're new in our businesses, we can think, you know, for example, you know, I want to do blogging. I want to be an amazing blogger or I want to have a Facebook group. And then you're like, actually, this does not feel good to me. So it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and sort of being clear that that's not not right for me is is okay and to kind of say I need to do something else to kind of get me where to where I want to go um is absolutely fine and without that clarity you know if we don't know what we want to do who we want to serve all of those things you know we can't actually move forward so we need to do that clarity piece of work first and foremost and really kind of you know make sure that what we're setting out to do is the thing that we want to do um uh, you know at the start of that journey um and it feels aligned And then the next thing, again, another word that most entrepreneurs, and I'm sure it's come up a lot on the show, is consistency, you know, but consistency is is key, you know, and we know consistency is key even outside of business. So, you know, for all of us who've done diets and, and, you know, trying to lose weight in the past, you know, it's always about that consistency, consistency in exercise, consistency in, you know, uh, what we're eating and what we're fueling our bodies with. So consistency is really important. And again, not just within our business, because you know you can say yes I'm going to do all the right things I'm going to do regular kind of uh, social media posts or I'm going to podcast regularly I'm going to blog regularly whatever those things are that you're you're doing but actually you know to perform well within our businesses we have to be consistent at the other things in our life we have to fuel our bodies right we have to give ourselves as I talked about earlier that that respite that rest and those and we have to be consistent with those because otherwise you know Again, it's like that roller coaster. If you imagine the, the the roller coaster going up and down, you know, when you're on a high, everything's going great. You know, it, it's fantastic. But then, you know, this is when sometimes you get really busy. You start neglecting the diet. You start mm-hmm. neglecting the yeah. rest, and then suddenly you're at a low. And then this is where we get inconsistent with our income, you know, and then we start, you know, and, and that can affect our, our, our mindset and, you know, it's a, and it's a roller coaster. So what we want to try and get to, and I, I, ha, you know, I am by nature, you know, a, an extreme person, you know, um, I, I'm all or I'm nothing. So it's been a real work for me to become quite level. So I say, I'm kind of going for that gentle kind of, you know, little bumps in the road but more of an Mm. even sort of horizontal line I'm just kind of wiggling my hand here and realizing nobody can see me but yeah a horizontal (laughs) line and I kind of say it's just about trying to find that balance and I'm not saying there's not excitement in there with kind of growing your business 
But we need to kind of make sure we're consistent in all of those things so that we can actually grow our business. And we're not just going from feast to famine uh, with with the kind of contracts that we, we have and not able to grow those businesses. And that's why so many people get stuck when we look at it, you know, in terms of sort of peak performance. We've not got the balance. We've not got that consistency in those sort of habits, mm-hmm. those routines. So that's really key. And then obviously, yes, within the activities we're doing within our business. So, you know, content creation, you know, uh, communication, marketing, all of those, those key, key, key aspects. And then connection. Connection is the final C. Um, And connection is so important. You know, being a, you know, starting out, being a solopreneur can be so, so lonely. And connection is so, so valuable. Um, and again, so many people come to me and they feel so misaligned with their, their marketing strategies. And actually, it's because, you know, they don't want to sit and, you know, necessarily on, on Facebook kind of looking for their ideal clients in Facebook groups and adding value comments one at a time, which is for some people absolutely the thing they love doing because that fits their their marketing archetype, which is great. But for a lot of people, that is not what sort of feels good. So actually thinking about how are you connecting with people, you know, and I think so much now in an online world, we've we've become come to the point that we think we have to just have these social media profiles and that's the only way to connect with people. But actually, you know, there are so many other ways to connect with people. And I really believe in in collaboration and creating referral partnerships with people because it's such a strong uh, uh, partnership. And it's great because you meet your peers and you kind of build this like friendship circle within there as well and that is such an amazing thing to have um and to kind of think actually of course I know someone that could help you know such and such and and having that is great um and it's also really important because you know having that connection you've got people to tap into you know whether that be coaches support groups whatever it might be to help you kind of maintain um and grow as an entrepreneur so that connection is so so important And again, I'm going to talk about outside of the business, connection with your family, connection Mm. with other people. Again, you know, one of my clients uh, was saying to me the other day, you know, she was like, now we're out of lockdown. Like I've got a social life again, but it's really intruding on my work. Uh, (laughs) And it was almost like seeing people is a bad thing. And I was like, you know, let's just let's time block. So you kind of don't feel like that when you're actually socializing because you've built the time into to allow that around mm. your business. Um, so, you know, connection is so, so important. You know, we are, we are uh, by nature, even, you know, introverts, you know, uh, we are by nature still people who want to connect with others. It's just obviously the way we do that and the frequency we do that depending on our personality types, you know, varies. Mm-hmm. Um, but connection is so important as humans. Um, and we all know from, from being in a global pandemic, the impact that's had on so many people not having that, that connection. So really, you know, take time to connect with people outside of your business as well, because again, that will be a really powerful thing in keeping your energy aligned and it kind of um, motivating you within your business as well to kind of understand this is, you know, I'm working for, for something, you know, that gives me the freedom to go and spend more time or do more adventures with, you know, my friends. And I went zip lining last weekend off like, the you know, on the fastest zip line in, in the world. And that was amazing. And it's like, but, you know, those are the kind of things you like. We need to do, but it's so easy to get so pulled in and sucked into our work. So go out and connect with people and have fun. Oh, I love that. So the three C's, clarity, consistency, and connection. 
Absolutely. I absolutely love that. That's fantastic. So I ask everybody on the podcast this question, and I'm really intrigued to hear your answer. Do you have a hobby or creative activity that you do just for yourself? Um, yeah, I have quite a few hobbies, um, which I never used in my 20s. But yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think I'm really secretly like a retiree at heart because I, I bought a house about eight years ago and it's got a massive basically a field behind it and we turned it into kind of we've got raised beds that we've got fruit cage I am like little miss potter in the greenhouse I love it <laughs> and it is my total calm place so I, I love the greenhouse that's like my calm place but then I do I, like I said I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie so then the next <laughs> the next day I'm like you know zipping off zip lining or, or you know yeah yeah, yeah or uh, rappelling off like cliffs and stuff so anything that I can you know for a bit, a bit of a rush um I've got kayaking lined up so I really want to buy a, a kayak this year so I did this in Thailand a few years ago and I sucked at it I was <laughs> I was in a double kayak with my friend and we were just rubbish as a team um and so I was like Do you know what I want to get a kayak but I want to take the kids out as well in it so I was like I'm gonna do a, like some lessons in it so I've got that coming up so I'm really looking forward to kind of I'm always looking for new things new experiences and adventures um so yeah and I'm a big reader I love reading so so there several of my hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. So where can people find you online, Viv? So you can find me at vivguy.com. It's I'm really easy to find. I am just vivguy.com pretty much and uh, vivguy. So you can find me on Instagram, viv.guy. Um, uh, Facebook, I have a personal profile, uh, which is oh, vivguy. <laughs> <laughs> really easy um so yeah that I, they're, they're my main places that you will find me I don't hang out huge amounts on social media so if you want to connect hit, you know find me via the website and drop me an email I love kind of chatting and connecting you know if you want to bob on a, a call and connect absolutely up for for having a real sort of zoom conversation or you know if you're in the UK and you're local grabbing a coffee yeah. Wonderful. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Viv. This has been just a fantastic conversation and I'm, I just love your perspective on all of the things. Um, we're going to link up all of your links in the show notes here. So if you guys are popping around, look for those in the description and yeah, thank you again, Viv. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. This podcast is sponsored by 12 Strong, a full-service marketing automations agency. You can learn more at 12strong.com. Theme music is by Silverhoof, and our guests are not paid for their time and energy, so please do give them any support that you can. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, Visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and so much more. Join me next week for another episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful for a review or a share with someone you think would benefit. Now let's hear some more of that amazing theme song.